Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Sticks and Stones podcast. I am super excited for you guys to tune into this one. We got my boy Bobby on the show. We sit down, talk about uh, entrepreneurship, his journey. We talk about uh, circle of influence, your environment, how important it is to surround yourself with like-minded individuals and people that are going to motivate you, people that are passionate, and people that are just going to help you succeed in life. We also talk about TikTok. We also talk about his TikTok, his journey of growing his account to over 150,000 followers, how he was able to find his niche, his style, uh, how he creates content, um, and just so much more uh, value in this episode, including uh, a little bit more about me. We even talk about how to set goals correctly. Uh, so really be sure to, to stay around and stay tuned uh, towards the end of the episode to get just every piece of value uh, possible that we go over in this episode. Uh, it's really just packed with value. Super excited for you guys to tune into this one. Be sure to check out uh, all of Bobby's links down in the description as well as mine. And um, and and be sure to, to share the, the to share the podcast out to one person. It got to you. All I ask is to share it to one more person. Subscribe to it. Leave us a review. Rate it five stars. Uh, and I'll see you in there. Hope you enjoy. Yeah. So let's just let's just start with uh, kind of like a little recap of your story. Maybe from like uh, I don't know, like high school, college. If you went to college, kind of from there to to where you are now. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you posted that TikTok of you graduating high school. I actually like had an, a, a almost like like my, my the last 10 years of my life flash before me because I'm 28 and you're 18, right? And I remember when I was getting my diploma, I had this vision of like what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to go to a top business college. I'm going to get a degree. I don't know what it's going to be in, but I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to get a corporate job. I'm going to drive a BMW. I'm going to wear a fire-ass suit every day. Are we allowed to swear on this podcast, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to wear a Rolex. I'm going to climb the ladder for some company, retire after 30 years, and like life's going to be good. I really thought that was like the dream. And it wasn't until my junior year of college that I realized through an internship that this vision of what I thought was what I wanted to do was absolutely not what I wanted to do. So... It's been quite, quite a, just in comparison of where you are sitting now, it's, it really excites me because you are so far ahead. I don't compare, but like you are so far ahead development of where I was when I was 18. I had, I mean, I had ideas, right? But I think because of the way the internet is nowadays, people are growing up faster and you have access to so much more knowledge and opportunities. So I love to see it, but yeah, once I got out of college, uh, which was in 2016, I graduated from Bentley University, top business school in Boston, didn't know what I wanted to do next. And I went the complete opposite route of literally 99% of my graduating class. Uh, I said, screw it. I'm not getting a job. I'm going to drive Uber full time. I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to figure out what my passion is in life. And then once I figure out my passion, I'm going to go pursue that. And I had so many people kind of check me like, you're not getting a job. You're, you have a college diploma from one of the best business schools in Boston. You're not going to utilize that. You're going to start driving Uber full-time. What are you doing? And I just had this internal belief in myself of just, I really needed to figure out what it was that I wanted to do with my life and where I wanted to go. And from there, really just the next 
from 2016, September of 2016 till now has just been truly a journey of like self-development. I'd say the fall of 2015, I really started listening to like Tim Ferriss podcast, The School of Greatness with Lewis Howes. I was I started reading like Rich Dad Poor Dad. I started getting into this like self-development world, but be before that I wasn't really aware of it. Um and that really set me on the path to get me to where I am today. I then went on to drive Uber full-time for three and a half years, full-time. Uh, on the side, I was building my first podcast called Purpose in the Youth, which was focused on unfolding the stories of passionate people. Um, and then about three years into it, I got a, a job opportunity from one of the guys I had interviewed. His, his name is Brandon Cohn. He's the founder of a company called Liquid IV. It's a water additive. And uh, I had interviewed him a year later. He hit me up. He's like... I got an incredible opportunity for you. I'd love to hire you for it. So I left Uber. I stopped doing the podcast for a little bit, started up another podcast, my current podcast called It's the Bearded Man. And then the last three years has been, once again, another journey of just working full-time for them, running a podcast twice a week up until about two months ago when I shut it down to go all in on TikTok. And now like getting the process in, uh, already like, uh, I launched the beta test of my coaching program that started this week. The full program comes out end of September. So all this to say, right? Like, so as you're hearing this or anyone that listens to this podcast, it's like, oh, there's the summary. You know, there's the last six years of his life summarized in a couple sentences. I'm sitting here. I'm living my life. I'm in Southern California. Life is good. But it was not that type of a ride. Like there was... It was a lot of personal growth. That that like period when I was driving Uber, I really had to get some thick skin on myself because one, nobody really understood what the hell I was doing. Two, uh, I had like this inner belief of where I was going, but I also didn't have a perfect blueprint of do this for three years. You're going to meet the founder of a, a, a nine-figure business and then he's going to hire you full-time and set you up for... Like I didn't know any of this. I just kept following my gut. And I just, I have a lot of gratitude, man. I have a lot of gratitude. I literally have the number 19,002. That's the total number of Uber rides. I have that tat on the back of my arm as just like a reminder of consistency, believing in yourself and to truly just do what you feel is best for you. And that's kind of what got me to here. I know it's, it's it, it, I'm really curious to see where we go from here, but it's, it's been it's been a hell of the last six or seven years, man. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. I mean, I'm just curious on um, uh, how you were able to get through that and um, like what set you on that journey. Like, I, I'm just curious of like your environment. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people were, were saying, you, hey, Bobby, what the hell are you doing here? I don't mm -hmm. know if it was, you know, your friends, your family, probably a mix of both. But what got you through that and 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 to to trust that kind of belief? It's a great question. I'm very fortunate where I grew up alongside a couple of kids that were the outcasts, the outliers. I didn't even hang around with there's one specific person, Dylan Reese, one of my best friends growing up with. I ended up moving out to LA with. He does music full time. He was somebody that I grew up with and saw the stereotypical, like, kid starts making music in high school, everyone talks shit, nobody gives a fuck, and he keeps pursuing it. Um, I saw him go through that process while we were in high school of started a passion project, nobody cared, he pushed through it, 
started to get some traction. Everybody started to care, built a career, now does it full-time. So as I'm starting this podcast, I go, I already know the formula. I've already seen it firsthand next to my best homie of what is exactly going to happen. So not only that, but I also was surrounded by other kids similar to him. Like one was doing fashion, one was doing photography, one was doing music production, one was doing modeling. I had these these outliers, these outcasts that were creating their own path. Mind you, I grew up in Western Massachusetts. Chickabee, Massachusetts, 50,000 people, hour, 20 minutes west of Boston. It's a city. There's a lot going on, but this type of route, this type of career path, it, it doesn't really exist. Now, because the internet, a lot of, I don't want to say the internet was existent then, don't get me wrong, but I think there's so many more opportunities now coming with platforms like TikTok, and we'll get, I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. But yeah, I just, I was so lucky because I had the formula already figured out. So, you know, the kids I went to college with, no disrespect to them, none of them were really going the route that I was going. But fortunately, I had these kids that I had grew up with who, once again, outside of my man, Dylan, I wasn't like true homies with a lot of these guys. I just had seen them continue to work on the craft. So as I was getting, you know, it's funny how you get inspired by those kids to want to start your own thing. And then they ended up being the first 15 episodes of my podcast because my podcast is all about finding my passion. And I figured the best way to figure out my passion is to interview people that had found theirs. And I was why I was called purpose in the youth. I wanted it to be focused more on like the youth. You know, I was listening to the school of greatness with Lewis house, Gary V podcast, Jay Shet, and Jay Shet didn't even have a podcast. Then I was listening to a lot of personal growth podcasts and I got inspired. But the thing that wasn't resonating with me was everyone I was listening to was in their late thirties, forties, fifties. Like I was, I was learning, but I was like, I need something in real time where I'm hearing somebody right now that's going through the process or like a similar in age. So yeah, to answer your question, man, I got really lucky. I just, I was around the right environment and it helped propel me to actually take that leap. Yeah. I think a couple things there are number one, the, the importance of your environment and your circle mm. of influence. Mm. Uh, you know, it, when, when people say you are who you hang around with, they ain't lying. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's super, it's super crucial. And then all, the, the other thing I want to pinpoint there is how they inspired you. They didn't inspire you by telling you or, uh, recommending you. They, they inspired you by doing uh, and taking action. Mm. I think that is the best way of inspiration. And that's one thing that I realized while I was creating content was I was trying to, to inspire, uh, in my, in my content, but I, I figured that, uh, the, a better way of inspiring is just doing it. You know, mm -hmm. doing it, showcasing it uh, when it comes to investing, uh, business, e-commerce, uh, content creation, earning, like whatever the case may be, uh, doing is, is the best form of inspiration. Um, and then the, the, the last thing I wanted to say was the, the relatability aspect. You were looking for someone that was, you know, around your age range that was looking uh, that, you know, you could speak to. Uh, that, that that you could connect with versus you know these people that are at such a high level. I think that's super crucial for people for people that are getting into content creation uh, that are at a high level and that aren't at a high level. Like if mm. you're not at a high level, you can inspire those that aren't at a high level as well. And yes. if you're at a high level, you have to be mindful uh, uh, that you know you you are putting yourself to in an extent, like you are putting yourself on this pedestal for other people that, that look up to you to where that, that relatability can, 
can be lacking there. And I, yes. I even uh, recognize that myself too. When I would look up to people, I'm like a hundred million a year. Like, are you kidding me? You know? So, mm -hmm. but, but when you're looking to someone and, and especially communicating with them and connecting with them that are around your uh, kind of whatever case, maybe net worth, uh, environment, uh, wealth, like whatever it is, uh, age, um, that's more relatable and, and, and can be more beneficial for people. So that's, that's really, really good. Um, I want to, I want to go into kind of, uh, you talk about, you know, uh, tips for young men, uh, to become a better man. Um, let's just go into like what maybe your, your, your top three things that you have come across, uh, or that you recommend, uh, for, for men, because especially with a lot of, uh, you know, content now media now, a lot of it is revolving around masculinity, um, mm. becoming a better man. So I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts on like maybe one or three things that you think like every man should should uh, incorporate or should do or or like tips of just being a better man. Mm, it's great. Yeah, the the building better men is I would uh, what I've realized and it started probably. A couple of months ago, maybe when me and you first got connected, this is like what I'm calling chapter three of my creative career. Chapter one was like what I was just saying, trying to find the passion, trying to find the purpose. And then I realized, oh, my passion and purpose is actually just documenting and sharing my stories. Chapter two was becoming the best version of myself. Chapter three is now I, I am being, I am the best version of myself. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep learning, but how do I help others do the same? Right. And uh, it's coming from a place of just sharing, not telling. Like, I'm just going to share with you what I'm learning and what I've experienced. You take it, you leave it. I'm not going to tell you this is the only way to live your life. But for me, you know, I'm everything that you see. Let's just use TikTok as an example, because that's my main platform right now. That's honestly in the last like six months that door that has opened more room for growth than I've ever seen before. Like it's, it's, I almost felt like the last six years I was just kind of hovering and then this hockey stick because of TikTok. And it's like, I was talking about the same things on these podcasts and getting a couple hundred downloads, but now I post one TikTok with the same concept and it does 100,000, 200,000. Like this is mind blowing up. My ideas and thoughts are now being validated. This is amazing. But for me, building better men, like if I, if I break it down, like the first thing that comes to mind is like, do not be afraid to speak up with how you actually feel. Maybe when I was being raised, I don't even, I don't even feel like it. Definitely like my parents where you had the masculine men. You had to be big and you didn't share your emotions. You never cried. All of that is being stripped. If we look at where the world is at right now, there was an article that just came out by Psychology Today a couple weeks ago where it was talking about the growth of the lonely man where there's now becoming a shift where women are now are now stepping in into their powers and having more opportunities that men that aren't willing to be vulnerable, that weren't doing their best to become the best version of themselves are now getting fallen behind and no woman want them because women are now stepping in and want the, they want the full package from somebody. I, and I say that because I think part of that is being willing to speak up when something is not right. I had a lot of guilt in my, in, in my, the last couple of years, there was a period in my life where I did literally a thousand days of celibacy. I wasn't hooking up with girls for cel for celibate or celibacy for anyone's listening. I didn't even know this word existed until after I completed it unintentionally. It's you're literally not having sex. It's just 
you're at you that's not part of your life and um you know i had a lot of shame about myself during that period of time when i was trying to grow myself trying to figure out what i wanted to do with my life and i was just going all in on myself and one is so the big thing is like share how you're feeling i had shame then now i have the most gratitude for that chapter of my life two for men become the best version of yourself always doesn't matter where you're at with your career doesn't matter if you've been dating the same person for one year three years five years do your best to become the best version of yourself extremely extremely important and that differs from every single person like i'm not saying go run 10 miles every day and lift weights just what is it that your interests are and are you pursuing it because a lot of people don't do that they get distracted by other people and i think thirdly would be hmm follow your interests i guess you could say that almost goes hand in hand with number two but it's it is different when I look back on my life, especially when I was in high school, like I started taking a video class and I stopped taking it because all the, my other friends weren't, weren't pursuing it. And that kind of like looking back on, I don't have any regrets, but I only stopped following my passion or interest because I was allowing my peers to tell me what I should and shouldn't do. And they weren't necessarily telling me I couldn't do it. It's just, I was like, my friends aren't doing it. So why would I do this? And I really can't express how important it is to truly just follow those interests. If it's moving to a new city, if it's studying a certain degree in college that you really care about and you're not doing it because everyone else is doing it, if it's starting a TikTok account to see what happens and see where you end up, like there's massive doors that will open by you simply taking that step forward to pursue your interests. So those are at least the things that come top of mind, but that's like my biggest goal right now is to truly impact the next generation of men more specifically like men your age right you're getting out of high school your 20s you're you're stone you're so ahead i, I really can't say it enough it got me so excited for this podcast because you are so ahead of where i think most average 18 year olds are and i know i'm definitely not the first person telling you this but like the next your 20s what i what i wish i had knew then going into like 1920 is the 20s are the years you're supposed to test and try everything and really just throw yourself out there and figure it out. Like I'm 28, I'll be 29 in December. And I already have a feeling that when I swing into 30, I'm gonna, I already have direction. I already have real clarity on like what it is that I want and where I'm going. But if it wasn't for going on an adventure during my 20s to figure that out, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And I have friends now that are just, they spent the last five years just working a job to work a job, pay the bills to pay the bills, party every weekend vacation like that's cool and all you got to have balance but at the end of the day are you making small incremental growth into who you are who you want to become and so i really am on a mission to help change the next generation of men and hopefully set them up for success for whatever that future looks like oh i love that i love that and everything that you said i want to go a little bit more into detail with those but i think it's super crucial that uh you know we have people like you and even just like myself uh out here inspiring people uh, especially young men because i just see it all the time i mean especially because i was just in high school just a few mm. months ago and now i'm really starting to see where those people end up mm. and it's sad you know it's sad majority of them are you know tuesday night in a an apartment with two other people just drinking their ass off mm. and it's like yeah that might be fun in the moment but what what does that do for you? You know, what are you gaining from that? 
long term. Mm. It's just like, you know, uh, making a, or, or making a streak in a video game. It's like, yeah, that might be fun. You know, it, it might've been a, a dopamine hit, but where does that get you? You know, it doesn't mm. really get you anywhere. And, and like, or, or, or have you grow about knowing yourself, what you like doing? Hey, and if you like doing it, heck, make a career out of it. You know, yeah. like look at the yeah. Nelk boys. They made a, they made a You're huge right. <laughs> career out of it. They, I mean, that is, that is their huge passion, but, yeah. um, for majority of people, I don't think it's really what they love doing. I feel like it's just like an outlet and, in, in a, uh, um, in a escape, mm. uh, mechanism that they use to, to escape the reality and, and to escape what they are actually doing. That is, um, causing that insecurity that they are, are trying to overcompensate by, by going out and, and doing those sorts of things because they, you know, they don't want to be working at that nine to five, or they don't want to be perceived as just someone that works a nine to five. They want to be perceived as this person that has fun and that is fun to be around one or whatever the case may be. But I think it's super important for people to actually understand like who they are as a person, what they love, what they are obsessed about, what they, um, what, what drives them in the morning, you know, when they wake up, what irritates them too? Like, mm. what, what, what do you, what irritates you the most when someone is doing something wrong or, or in a, in a different way that might show a passion for you that mm. would, you know, for me, it was 100%, uh, seeing teenagers kind of waste, waste their most crucial part of their life irritated me. So, and then I went ahead and, 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 and made TikToks about it, mm. um, or, or just like spend money on careless shit, you know, like $30 at fast food, uh, when you can invest that $30 into yourself, uh, or, you know, worst case scenario, if you have to pay for your food, you know, you can go to the grocery store, save money, but it's, it's just like stupid stuff like that, that a lot of, I, I think younger, uh, people don't understand actually what they're doing. Um, and what, what, what they could be doing, uh, versus, you know, what, what, what they're currently, currently doing. But, question. uh, you said the first, yeah, yeah question for you. Yeah. Where this is, this is like, I, and I, I know the answer for myself, but where does the way you think, where does that come from? This isn't like you just woke up one day and like, yeah. you just had this wokeness to your reality, to being better financially. Like even the, I, didn't get a chance to ask, but even like, I'd love to know some of like how much confidence you had to just start throwing yourself out there on TikTok in high school when arguably that is the worst environment to be pursuing something that's so left field because people talk shit and everyone's immature. And that's just like, the, that is the container of high school. So I'm actually really curious yeah. to know where, where did you, where did this wokeness from you come from? Because I also didn't feel this wokeness until I was 22. I did the whole on a Saturday drink all day. Like I, I lived it, you know, and I, yeah. I, I am, I'm appreciative of it. Cause I can, I can speak from experience and I would never redo those years of my life, but you're speaking way ahead of where most people are at. So I'm just super curious. Yeah. I think it's uh it roots from curiosity. I mean, mm -hmm. all my life, uh, I was very curious. I was just talking to my grandma the other day and she was like, stone, I remember, I mean, we would, we would, uh, I would be ironing clothes and you would be like, what are you doing there? You know, you're ironing clothes. How do you iron? Or mm -hmm. I would be baking a cake and you'd be like, how, how do you bake a cake? And you'd figure it out. And then once you, you know how to do it and you master it and you can do it on your own, you go out and try to figure out something else. Mm -hmm. And you were always asking questions and you were always wondering why is, 
you know, this like this, or what, why, you know, is this happening? Why are we moving out or whatever the case may be? I was just always curious. Mm. Um, and a lot of it, you know, was, was, was grown up was my environment. Uh, I think a lot of it, especially with the entrepreneurial side of it. Um, I, I, I credit a lot of that towards, um, just, just my parents too. I mean, like, I remember I was looking through a big five magazine, uh, after, after going to Texas and, and hunting with my, with with my cousins and we saw my brother and i saw this pocket knife that we wanted and we were like oh pops like let's let's get this we were very very young and my dad was like well you got to go out and earn that money you know like money doesn't work uh print on trees and so we got a we got a little table went to down to the street set up a lemonade stand that was like my first business and then uh later on i mean like i was reselling fidget spinners, AirPods. I remember mm. when I was playing hockey, 13, 14 years old, there was this thing called Rainbow Loom, which was like uh, 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 rubber band bracelets that you can make. And so mm. we would make them. And then and one of my other hockey teammates was really good at them. So uh, I would hire him, he would make them, and I would go around the lobby or wherever we were tra traveling, go around the lobby of the hockey rink and sell them and say no that they're way. for our team rate fundraiser, but it, you know, they weren't. And so like, <laughs> like that's, that's the stuff that I would do. Um, and then Your coaches it really never got wind me. of that. Your coach never got <laughs> no, wind of it. No, no. I mean, uh, sometimes, you know, I would ask someone at a table and another parent would be on the other table and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, ah, let's, let's, let's go around to that table wow. actually. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But I mean, um, it, it really started to hit in high school. Uh, after sports, I mean, I got a lot of injuries, so I, I quit that. So I had a lot of time on my hands to think sophomore year, uh, I was doing all of it, you know, like, you know, playing video games every single day, hanging out, partying, do whatever, you know, the high school life. And I was like, there's, there's gotta be something bigger than this. And then COVID hit, I had a lot more time. Um, that really ruined a lot of, you know, socializing friend friendships. And I was just like, there's gotta be macro to this. And I, and I already understood that like, two years from now, I'm in college, like my mm. life is starting, like, I got to figure this out, figure out what I want to do, because I don't want to live. I, I know that there's there's this like, this group of people in society that are living a life that they don't want to live, mm. but they just like, they're forced to live it. Um, and so I, I was just very curious, I was very curious of like, why these people could do whatever they want, buy whatever they want. And then these people over here are just in the rat race, paycheck to paycheck, not doing it, you know, and, and then COVID happened. The only thing that was really open was, was golf courses. So my brothers and my dad and I would, would go out and golf every weekend. Um, and I was like, why don't we do more of that? And I would see my dad working, you know, in-house, uh, working his ass off. I knew he hated that. And so I was like, money is really the drive of, of a lot of this. And so that's mm -hmm. what got me really curious about money. Um, and, and started kind of that journey of, of e-commerce then in the, and a TikTok, wow. so so yeah, I mean that's that's ma majority of it, and I think the huge thing with the environment too, especially when you're young, is like your environment create your thoughts, and then your thoughts create your behavior, behaviors, and then your behaviors create your environment, and it's mm -hmm. the same thing with like all of it. So it's like 
again, like your circle of influence, the, the content that you are consuming, uh, especially something like on TikTok, like TikTok could be very negative, very harmful for a lot of kids. But I think if you curate your for you page with self-development, with yeah. building wealth, with connections or with like like-minded successful individuals that are creating content, TikTok and some of these other social media platforms can be really beneficial for you. I mean, if you yeah. go on my YouTube recommended page, it's like pot, Peters. you know, like, Oh, it's just like self-development, uh, podcasts. It's like Gary V, mm -hmm. uh, keynotes. It's just like very self-development stuff. It's not like, you know, Mr. Beast or what all these entertainment. Yeah. Um, it, but, but that, this is what has become my entertainment because I'm so curious. Uh, so I like, you know, a lot of people, will, uh, a friend of mine will come over and want and you know, go on YouTube, look at my recommended, recommended page and be like, dude, what the heck are you watching? I'm mm -hmm. like, this is, th this is what I like. This is entertaining to me. I'm, I'm very interested in other people's perspectives and stories. Um, and just like everything to do with life. I don't know. It's just very curious for me. Yeah, it's great. It's, uh, yeah, it's very clear. Like the fact that your grandma is telling you how curious you were at a young age that, it very much is going to lead you to continue like being curious and asking questions. But yeah, I don't want to underlook the amount of confidence that it takes to start throwing yourself out there publicly on a platform like TikTok at that young of an age. That's yeah. That's huge, I mean, man. I mean, I th I think that came from. So I mean, here's what's funny about that: I was creating gaming content uh, mm. practically all my life because I saw all these gamers. And how they were living their kind of like dream lifestyle uh -huh. and all these like phase, you know, houses, phase house or whatever yeah. the case may be. And I'm like, I want to do that. And so I would create YouTube videos and stuff like that of me like playing video games. Um, and I would just get chirped in the locker room. I mean, a lot of people would be talking shit. And so I stopped doing that. And then Fortnite came out. I was just doing live stream for fun. That ended up being, you know, a little bit more fun. Um, but I, I, I knew that like TikTok was the next thing. And, but I like, I didn't want to take advantage of it because I was so insecure of like what people would say to me, what, you know, what connections and what friendships would, would be possibly lost. Um, and then I realized when I really came across financial literacy, uh, and, and how very, very, very few teenagers have it. Uh, I realized that I did and, and that my knowledge and what I knew and just like the importance of it was more important than the insecurity and the, it was more important than people shitting on me, uh, because I was, I was, uh, sharing this. And so once I realized that I started to do it and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like in the beginning, you know, there was a lot of people that were like, you know, I would, I would be at like a, a hangout with friends and, and some guy would come over while I'm in a conversation and just be like, Oh, what are you guys talking about? Stocks. And, you know, and just like that kind of stuff. That's like mm -hmm. kind of irritating, but like you, mm -hmm. you, it's, you understand that they don't understand you, you, you know, they don't understand what you're doing. They don't understand that I have a whole nif different account. That's about TikTok, how to grow on TikTok, and that I have a whole TikTok specific agency that's producing six figures a year, working with very successful creators and brands. Like they don't understand that. So it's like, yeah. it's very, I'm very empathetic to, to that. Um, it's just like, I, but, but I, it, it frustrates me because I like, I hope they could understand because there's a huge bigger picture that I'm partaking in and creating that they mm. could even, could, could even do, or even just be inspired by to, to pursue their own journey. Like you were, mm. um, so that's, that's. And that's another reason why I do what I'm doing is like to, cause I know that there's, you know, a kid, regardless if it's a friend that I was friends with in high school or a kid in Arkansas or New Jersey, um, if they could 
at least just look at what I'm doing and just be inspired by it, uh, to pursue their own journey. That's like, that's, that's, that fulfills everything. I will um, say this. It's gonna, it actually, from this moment moving forward is actually going to get easier for you because what's ha what, what is going to happen is that now that you've broken out of the system of like high school, right? Like you had to go to the same school, you've seen the same people. Now you're getting into a place and you probably have already seen it being out of school for almost probably two, three months now where because you're not forced to be in these environments, if you're still in your hometown, it's might it still is probably going to happen if you go to a friend's birthday or whatever, but it actually is going to get easier with time because you are just going to stop hanging around people that do not bring you good energy and do not like just respect you for who you are, right? There was a phenomenal podcast that I did back in 2018 with, uh, his name's Rhetoric. He's a DJ for Logic. He's a hip hop artist. And I'll never, this is one of my, I've, I've done at this point, 400 plus podcasts. This still goes down as probably top five quotable moments. Cause I, it, it just, it just summarizes everything so simply for somebody, which is he's talking about how the importance of surrounding yourself with passionate people. And he said, I don't care if your passion is building cardboard boxes. If you can tell me everything about this cardboard box, why it's made the way it's made, where you got the material from, why certain folds are folded this way, you're the type of person I want to be around. Not because I'm passionate about building cardboard boxes, but because you're passionate about something. And so I think that is going to start to happen for you, as I'm sure you've already felt it, where it from this moment moving forward, if people are not bringing good energy into your life, and it's not in a sense of like, what am I getting out of them? It's just... If they're, if they're making those types of comments, and I'm sure it was funny, oh, you guys talk about socks, it is going to become non-existent in your reality. When I moved to LA in 20, literally a, uh, five years ago this month, that was the one thing I told myself. I said, I'm moving to a city with a clean slate. I will not surround myself with anybody other than people that inspire, motivate, uplift me. And since then, that is my reality out here now was what I dreamed of, where I'm not getting hit up or invited to certain things except for things that I actually want to be part of because I've created a reality for myself out here where it's only surrounded by these types of people. And if they don't bring good energy or they are just somebody that just is always pulling and asking, well, it's pretty simple. I just snip them and I keep it moving and I, and I, you know, shake their hand if I see them out, but I don't need to be best friends with you. So, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think you're, you, you, you're such in a good space. It seems like outside looking in that I don't think those comments are going to bother you, but if it ever did cross your mind, just know that from this moment moving forward is going to be, you're going to get real clear on, on what types of people you want to be around because your time, that's all you, your time is too worth your, you, you value your time so much that you're simply just not going to give it to people that don't respect it. 1000%. And it's such a good point. Um, and what's even a bigger point is like, I have the ability to dictate that. Like not a lot mm. of people do. And yep. it, I think a lot of it is because they don't they, like, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't aggravate them a lot. Or like, I think, I think it, it, they don't hate it enough to where they can't tolerate it. You know, like that quote, like uh, you, you don't hate things that you can tolerate, you know? And so a lot mm. of people like you, 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 you live, you're, you're doing that nine to five and you say that you hate it yet, yet, but yet you tolerate it. Mm -hmm. You tolerate someone telling you what to do, what you can't do. You tolerate, 
you know, the, the people giving you negativity and all this stuff, like it, it gets to a point to where, you know, and, and, and it's so for us, like that are trying to, to help those people. It's, it's unfortunate, but like a lot of people, their lives don't change unless their back is against the wall. Mm -hmm. And unless they just like absolutely despise everything that is going on in their life and they want to make a change like dramatic, mm -hmm. a, a dramatic change. Uh, so I think that's, that's super important. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like the environment is, 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 is so crucial. Um, and I mean, I, I just saw it with uh, a kid that I went to high school with. He's a pretty good kid, and he's uh, he's working at this job that my brother's uh, – I mean, at this gym that my brother's working at. And he even told me, too. He's like, look, I, I mean, just being in here with so, uh, all these other people that are working, you know, 10 times harder than me and just pu pushing away, like, twice as much weight that I'm pushing around, mm -hmm. it motivates me. It, it, mm -hmm. it pushes me to, to get – to that next stage and to, to possibly even surpre surpass them. So I think that's, that's super important. Um, let's, let's, let's dive into TikTok a little bit. So, yeah. um, I'm very curious on kind of your creative process. A lot of your videos are very similar in this fashion of just like kind of the B roll with, with that voiceover, mm -hmm. uh, kind of run me through your creative process. Say you have to make a video tomorrow. Uh, how do you go about that? Yeah. Um, it's been for context, TikTok for, I don't know how many people that listen are probably, probably a good portion are in the TikTok space or trying to navigate it. It's so funny because it really is a game of just trial and error. Like I found something that really sticks and works with me and I really like it for a couple of reasons, which I'll get into, but I can't emphasize enough to just keep trying ideas. Cause if you scroll back to my account past last November, my videos are shit. Like it's nothing's doing well. I'm just like my, you know, it's funny. Every creator is different. What, like what, what works and crushes for you, like the face to camera, which I so respect. I just couldn't connect. I, I tried a lot of videos, hundreds, and it just, it didn't work. That's partially probably my fault for not trying to try the strategy different, but whatever. So I can't emphasize enough to keep trying until you find the thing that works for you. I, Love the concept that I found, which is really just like consuming on TikTok and seeing what's working. And I was like, B-roll, okay, wow, I've done so much script writing through podcasting over the last six years. Like, I could pull from that experience. Cool. Um, I've already been somebody that just constantly documents their life. That was a great lesson I learned from Gary Vee in 2016. Document, don't create. So I've always been documenting like when I'm in the gym, when I'm, I'll take a picture after this podcast of me and you. Like, I just document it all. It's not. I don't know how it's going to benefit me in the moment, but I always document. That's, that's how I got the job at, at Liquid IV is I kept documenting my life and the founder eventually reached out. So, uh, yeah, so like now it's like I keep a – to make the process really simple, I keep a running tab, uh, notions tab of just like random ideas that pop up in my mind. And these ideas happen outside of what I'm intentionally trying to create. So like I know after this podcast I'm going to have to pull up, pull up my notion tab and I already love the idea of like making a hook or a piece of content around like six pieces of advice I wish I had known when I was 18 or six pieces of advice I had known when I just graduated high school. Something along the lines because I'm inspired by this conversation. So I'll make a running tab of all these different topics and things that I, I want to dive into. And then usually every morning around 9 a.m. is when I sit down and I try to post at least one TikTok a day. So I'll look at I'll look at my list of things and say I run with the the six six advice for somebody that's graduating high school. I would then write down um, my 
my points, whatever it might be. And when I do that, I don't know how many tips, how many tricks, how many lessons I learned. I just have the hook. So I then would write out, you know, maybe it comes out to six things. I have it. Cool. I would record the audio. Then one of two things happens. I either, depending on what the topics are, if it's something I can film right then and there, like six daily healthy habits that benefit me, I can film probably those clips in my house within less than 30 minutes. So I'll film them right there on the spot and then I'm good to go. A lot of my success has been pulling in random B-roll clips clips from the last couple months of my life and putting a story together. So it's been really interesting because once again, if you're just starting and you're like, wow, I have to document my life, you're kind of like, wait, wait, so I film when I go to the bathroom or do I film when I like go out to the gym? Like, I'm not thinking about that. I just like, you know, after this, I have to go to an event and I know that when I'm there, I'll shoot a couple pieces of content of being there with no idea that in two weeks from now, I'm going to make a TikTok probably that's like six best ways to build community. One of the tips is you'd be like, attend events and there's the B-roll that I had filmed. So to me, it's just like, it, it, it's streamlined now. Um, it's like, just think of hooks and topics I want to talk about, write the copy and then make a decision of, can I, is it something I can film? Because it's so, a lot of my stuff is lifestyle. I can film it in my house. So I'll just film it right there on the spot. Um, and if not, I probably have enough B-roll somewhere in the last six months that I can just pull clips in and put it as a collage and, and make it work. So it's pretty streamlined, but even then it's funny. Like, as I know, you know, a month ago when I started doing this specific type of content, I had a good rocket growth, went from like 80,000 to 150,000 in two, three weeks. I was like, we're cooking, we're, we're going to be at a mill before I know it. And then the last like two weeks, it's just the same style concepts, the same music and it just tanks and it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't hit. So I try not to get too caught up in the numbers, but I, I do believe in the, in the, the formatting of it. It's quick, it's fast, it's value. There's a hook to grab somebody's attention. You know what you're going to get in the first three seconds. You're in and out within 20, 30 at the max. And it just works well for me. Uh, it's so fascinating. And it's also a great way of storytelling and showing your audience, you know, like just that one example, like you used of like, going to an event, right? Like a lot of people on TikTok will 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 say that like, hey, here are three ways to build connections. Number one, go to events, right? But you're out here showing that you mm. go to events. Mm. That's what I think is super crucial. And when, when we talk about storytelling, too, I think a huge portion of it is showing is like documenting. And you're right, like, it's so funny you say that because it's like every now and then I'll sit here by at my desk. And I'll just like, do a quick uh, uh, clip of me just sitting here because I know in two years from now, heck, mm. I might be in LA, I might have my own office, I might whatever the case, or six months you from will. now, I have, you know, two, two, three employees in a different place, whatever the case may be, I could take that and, and use it um, for for forever. And mm. I, I, I uh, kind of sort them with, you know, albums and the camera roll. Um, getting it just as simple as like getting in the car or um you know if you're if you're going anything to do with your morning routine mm -hmm. i think just getting and, and and the cool thing about that is like they're universal clips 
Yes. Like you said, you've probably used the same clip in 15 <laughs> other videos. It's the same thing with me when I was doing the day in the life vlogs when I was in school. I used like the same clip I, I took in English class, like with almost every one of those vlogs. Yes. And so, uh, so, so it, that's the good thing about that. Um, and it's, and it, it's super fascinating and it's good to see like you have found your voice. Like, you know, exactly, uh, as the viewer looking in, you know, exactly what your content looks like. Like if you've mm. seen your content, you know, exactly what your content, you know, if someone mm. mentions your content, I know exactly what they're, they're talking about. Uh, which is huge. It's like, yeah. if you want to be, and this is like what, what it's, what, what's super crucial. And what I, I preach a lot of my content, uh, to other creators is like clarity is super important of like what you want to be known for and how you want to be like visualized. Like, uh, the, the kind of example I use is like, okay, say you're at an event and other people are coming up to you and you're like, they're like, Oh, you're the guy that X, like, what is that X? Like, it's super mm. important. So that way you can kind of reverse engineer it and produce it in your content and have this kind of re recurring piece of content, but staying consistent with it. Like a yes. lot of people don't stay consistent with it. And just like what you were saying with like the, the performance ups and downs, you're still consistent with it. Yes. And so heck, you know, the, 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 the numbers are probably just down because TikTok's algorithm is probably, you know, not prior prioritizing it or your content's not getting shown in front of the right people, whatever the case may be, you're staying consistent with it. And, and you're not really focused on that. You're really focused on what you can control, which I think is, is another huge thing that a lot of creators need to need to do because they get so bogged down on these views and what the algorithm is prioritizing. And it's like the algorithm is constantly changing. That's what it's designed yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, two two so things I want to say. I want to challenge yeah. you to keep documenting yourself because that was one of the best decisions I made in 2016. And if you, if anyone listens or you ever have 10 minutes and you really want to see me from when I was driving Uber days or when I was first starting my podcast, I have all that on YouTube. Like, and you wow. know what's so funny is like, it's there for me, right? Regardless yeah. of like how many views they got at the, at that time or what they have today. It's there for me. I can now go back and sit there and see the first moments of like meeting certain guests that I had, um, Uber days, like documenting like in between rides where I was at mentally. My first YouTube video when I was like watching the channel, like, hey guys, I'm starting this po this podcast and YouTube channel. Like, it's rewarding and it's it's so powerful to have those documentation documentation. So I will I will say continue to do that because it is going to be. It doesn't feel valuable today, but it is your finance guy. You know that compound interest adds up, and that is a compound investment that is going to pay off. There is so much value that will come from you having those those documentations. And um, second thing I wanted to just add was what you had just said about like, oh, you're the guy that's known for X. That's so important. That's something that I've always known to be true since I started creating is like, Okay, so I could make all this self-development content. Maybe it's not hitting, okay? But I could go to Walmart and take a gallon of milk and throw it and it's gonna splash and it's gonna get 10 million views. Like, wow, I have 10 million views. But do I wanna be known as the milk guy that threw one? And like, is that really aligned with me? You know, you brought up milk earlier and that's always been a great example when I first saw them coming up. And I think they've done a really good job of like actually kind of like still balancing like the... um the prank type content to then like, I think the podcast was the perfect next step for them to like yeah. step in as personality, professional, bringing on high level guests. They couldn't have executed that more flawless. But when they were starting, I, I kept 
not laughing, but I was like, I was laughing at the content, but I was also in my mind going, are you, are they going to be proud in 10 years when they're still known as like the guys that all did all these pranks? And that's no disrespect to Nelk. It's no disrespect to them as creators, but that's what goes through my mind is do is that, can you stand true to that for the rest of your life that that's what you're going to be known for? And they're just a great example that they've been able to pivot and make changes, and I think, and I think yeah. it's worked well for them. Yeah, I think the uh, the innovation and and uh, pivoting is super crucial if you want to be a creator long term. Uh, you look, I mean, you look at Logan Paul, you look at Gary Boom. V, you look at, I mean, all of them. Logan's uh, a great prime example. Lo yeah, Logan Paul's uh, huge Textbook. when it comes to that, um, and so it's like. I mean, even myself, I mean, I pivoted huge when it when it came to, I was just talking about finance, my my journey, kind of crypto. And then I, I made a huge pivot in talking about TikTok uh, just because, you know, my I was telling my coworkers to take advantage of it and they kept giving me the same excuses. And so I was like, heck, I'm going to start another account explaining how you can do this. Um, and that's when I started Coach Stone. And so it's like... Um, I think those 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 pivots are very important for the longevity uh, mm. of of content creation. Um, what is but what I'm I'm curious to know, like, kind of what are your next goals with your content? What are you looking forward to? What are you kind of um, what are some milestones you want to hit? Uh, TikTok or just like social media? Like, what are what are some things that you are you are working on and, and mm. want to get to? I think you had commented about this not too long ago, but it wasn't maybe along the same lines, but I think it was, you were still making the same point, which is for me, it's always been about, and this is from day one of, of starting the, my podcast in 2016, the numbers weren't there. 99% of people probably would have given up after episode 10, 10th episode, maybe had 45 downloads in 30 days. Right. To me, it's always been about control the controllable, which is me consistently showing up. So, for me with TikTok and social media moving forward, like I'm definitely head down on TikTok for at least the next six to 12 months. I'd love to get back into podcasting at some point, but what I can control right now is putting out consistent content. The formatting of my content might change. I probably should get better at testing new strategies for sure. There's always gonna be higher numbers to grow, you know, 150,000, then the two, then 250,000. But if I can get into a space where I truly am only measuring my success based on my ability to consistently show up, which is just at a bare minimum, I just try to post one TikTok a day, then I can sleep easier at night. And I know that you know brand that. deals are going to come, uh, bigger business opportunities are going to come, all these amazing things are going to come. But once again, I try to be realistic about what is in my control. And so I'm really curious to see what the next you know, the next wave of my content looks like even on TikTok or where, you know, goes from there. I think something that I had heard in a podcast with Jay Shetty with the co-founder of Netflix that really resonated with me and it gave me the green light to actually like to stop podcasting for something that I've been doing for six years is like, it's an identity shift, truly. Like to just stop it and go all in on TikTok. It, I, I, I gave myself the permission to just follow that creative gut because what ne the Netflix founder said was, you wanna get obsessed about a problem, not necessarily a solution. So their pro the problem that Netflix was trying to solve was delivering entertainment to people's homes. They weren't obsessed with delivering DVDs through the mail. They were obsessed with delivering entertainment to people's homes. 
And similarly, I am obsessed and wanting to help people, more specifically men, but I also think my content can resonate with women as well. So if that's the case, I'm going to change vehicles, the podcast, the TikTok, to the next social media platform. I'm not emotionally attached to which vehicle it is. I'm just attached to what the mission is. So it's going to change. The narrative is going to change. The content's going to change what it looks like. But through it all, you will always get still just very authentic, real shit from me. And um, I'm really excited to see what it what it looks like in the future. No, I really love that. You, I, I could really tell that you uh, you really have that that creative mindset dialed in. Uh, mm. When you when you when you really focus on that problem, when you really focus on uh, the impact, when you really focus on things that you can control, those are huge, huge, crucial things. And for anyone that's listening and watching uh, this far, I'm going to give you some really, really good gold value here when it comes to setting goals uh, on social media. And I follow a framework that I've developed called STAFF, S-T-A-F-F. -F. Uh, the S stands for specific enough to understand. Mm. T stands for trackable. Is this trackable? Mm. A stands for attainable. Is it attainable? Okay. And then F, the first F stands for fully in your control. And then the last one is for your audience. I think those are huge. Um, and, and, and it limits you to, to create these, these careless goals that are really not in your control that really don't mean any value to you or your audience of like, gaining 100,000 followers by the end of the year or getting yes. 1 million, uh, a video with 1 million views, that doesn't really serve too, meant too much purpose. But if you set a goal of posting one TikTok, one valuable TikTok that, that falls in line with what I want to be known for and, and solves this problem a day for 90 days straight, not only is it specific enough to understand, but it's trackable, it's attainable, it's for your audience and it's fully in your control. And so now you can go ahead and attack that and develop some, some tasks and things that you uh, need to do in order to, uh, to accomplish it. But the wrapping up right here. I, before you wrap yeah, up, I just yeah, want to say the A. Yeah, go ahead. The attainable really hits home because to me, attainable is very similar in the word of realistic, right? Like if I say I'm going to create 10 tech TikToks every day, is it attainable? Yes. But realistically, I'm going to be burnt out and it's going to be sloppy. So I want to, I love staff, but I want to put a strong emphasis on the A because I think that is so important about being realistic of what is attainable. What can you truly get in this moment? And that is going to scale, that is going to grow with time, but just be realistic and not fall for like, well, if Stone's posting six TikToks a day, like I should be posting six. No, what actually makes sense for you? That's what you need to be asking yourself. Yeah. Yeah, really 100%. Point, yeah, that's that's super true. Um, but this was amazing. I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, we're going to wrap it up right here. Thank you so much. If there's uh, where, where, where can people find you? Um, what, do, what do you want to what do you want to plug? The floor is yours. Yeah, I got I mean, if you want to find me and, and, and check some out, check out some of the content just at Bob A B O three B's four A's and a Y Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, some old YouTube stuff is there. Um, if you do that, you'll find it. I, the podcast that I host, it's the bearded man. That's been on pause for two or three months. Um, but hopefully that'll be coming back sometime next year. I mean, there's 200 episodes, so there's still a lot of content there, uh, for people to listen in. And if you are an entrepreneur that is needing help with getting better with time, 
should check out my coaching program that's going to be launching at the end of September, one-on-one coaching service that I'm really excited about. But what would really excite me most, if they are still listening, is go on to the iTunes podcast app if you're listening right now for this episode or if you're on Spotify and leave Stone a review because there's so much work that goes on behind the scenes to create podcast episodes. There's so much research, time, timing with guests, production, posting, rolling it out. It's a lot of work. And if you are enjoying Stone's podcast, which is also free, free knowledge, free content, please take time today to leave this man in review because he's put in the work. He's got a lot of other things on his plate, but he still wants to deliver value to anyone that's listening. So please give him a review on any of the apps that you're listening in on. Really appreciate that, Bobby. Uh, yeah, all those all those links will be in, down in the description, so make sure to check those out. Subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, sauce us a review. Uh, and, I, and I just want to ask to share it with one person that got to mm. you. Let's share it out to one person, uh, one more person, and, and that's pretty much all. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. See ya.